Yo, welcome back to the Return to Play podcast. I am your host, Stephen Navarra, OTR slash L. Follow us on Twitter at Return to Play Pod. I've actually been tweeting a little bit more from it lately, um, especially on Sunday mornings and Saturdays to give you guys some updates on injury progressions. And this week, I, well, last week, I should say, I got my first paycheck and I went to a Thai restaurant and I ate a whole roasted duck and stuffed chicken wings by myself. And um, it was a delicious and filling dinner. It was honestly one of the best, one of the best five, five meals I've probably ever had in my life that wasn't cooked by, you know, my grandma or my aunts or, or whatever. But uh, so I was delicious. And then I got a, a Sony invite to buy the PlayStation 5 this week. So that just seems like a sign from God to spend the first money I earned on a PlayStation um, as a reward to myself and it's also Christmas. So it's a reward slash Christmas gift to myself. Seems like a no brainer. Uh, I'm going to probably pull the trigger and hopefully that's just a lottery ticket to get in line to buy one from Sony directly. But usually people, I guess have had pretty, pretty good success rate if you get one of those emails. So with all that said, let me introduce my co-host, Danny. How are you? I'm wonderful. Big, big Steelers win to save the season. I'm feeling good. Yeah, those uh, those OT paychecks probably pay a lot more than your athletic training paychecks. So By a large. happy for you on that front. Yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh uh, yeah, saved the season. I do want to touch on, I just got to take the time to shit on Mike Tomlin whenever I can. But uh, John Harbaugh, the evil genius that he is, at the very end of that game, no one, not enough people are talking about this. And Romo had no idea either baltimore 100 percent jumped off sides on purpose pittsburgh had second and two at like the eight and hardball by doing that essentially saved you know made the the drive one play shorter saved the timeout gave pittsburgh the timeout or gave pittsburgh the first down and you know basically saved himself 40 seconds on that on baltimore's last drive um tomlin obviously was too dumb to realize what was <laughs> happening john harbaugh was dancing circles around him and uh Tomlin just had to decline the penalty, but he he didn't because he's dumb. Um, so Baltimore had the full minute to drive down the field, and obviously they did. Um, so I didn't get to sleep until 1 a.m. because my uh, <laughs> I was still jittery after that game. But, uh, yeah, saved the season. We also got Penn State getting to a bowl that they didn't deserve um, despite the ninth-place finish in the Big Ten. They got the Outback Bowl um, based Purely just on on team talent and and revenue, I'm assuming. Penn State on the New Year's Day Bowl, um, crazy coaching carousel going on already. College football, I feel like, you know, when you're binge watching a Netflix show and you got to wait for the next season to come out. That's how I feel. I'm like, oh, I just cannot wait for next year for college football already. Um, excited for these bowl games. Excited for the playoffs. It's a it's a great great time of year. Tis the season. Uh, the season. Another thing that wasn't talked about at all for the end of that game, that that was a pretty sharp thing to, to notice there. I, I didn't notice that either. But on the two-point conversion play and the game, Cam Hayward was lined up. His full helmet was lined up in the neutral zone. His The, the whole head of him was over the ball. 
and I do not know how they did not call that. Um, but if you go back and watch that film, I watched the replay, you know, during the right after on CBS, though, I watched the replay. He is fucking, he is offsides as, as balls. So we, we also escaped that because that would have been one yard line, different play call. Lamar probably runs it in himself or they just, you know, do a wedge block and we lose by them running up the middle. Um, so yeah, two, two huge things went, went unnoticed there, um, in that game. And then, uh, to touch on bowl season two, some of these games are freaking on like Thursdays and Fridays at like noon. Who the hell's, who the hell has, can watch that? Like, I can't watch that shit. You know, I can't get off work to watch. Um, yeah, December 30th there, Thursday, South Carolina versus North Carolina in Charlotte. And, uh, that'd be a pretty fun game to watch. I think that's a pretty evenly, contested game and it's thursday at uh noon like come on come on football that's an easy 8 8 p.m game right there that's an easy one to put at 7 8 p.m that's bullshit there's just so many bowl games now that every every six win team gets to a bowl so they just I get they put it. them in whatever slot they can i mean a six and six max school shouldn't be going to a bowl but if they make $50,000 off of them playing December 19th at noon, like they're going to do it apparently. But uh, I do want to touch on your, on your Cam Hayward offside. I'll have to go back and check that one. But uh, the uh, NFL officiating is just so bad and inconsistent. I mean, people always, always bitch about, you know, Miles Garrett and TJ Watt, you know, the elite pass rushers not getting all the holding calls they should, which is a thousand percent true. I mean, holding is so inconsistent. There's almost no rhyme and reason for, you know, when they call it. But I will say, like, T.J. Watt is also – if you – I mean, if you look at – if you watch every play of a Steelers game, T.J. Watt is off, is lined up offsides more than half of the snaps. And I'm sure he's not the only one. I mean, it's just – the NFL calls what they want nowadays. It's so I, – I didn't notice – I didn't see the Cam Hayward thing. I'll have to go back and watch that. But, yeah, there's – if you if you actually break down every single play, I mean, the D-line is – consistently lined up over the ball the nfl just doesn't care yeah refing is bad and a lot of people have been talking about that and i know pat mcafee's been advocating for full-time pay for referees and i would have to agree how how do you run a billion dollar corporation and the people officiating your your sport are there was per diem there were some serious blown calls in that game Four, four against the Steelers, and uh, I was saying when I, I mean I, I th- when I thought we were going to lose, I was like Tomlin's going to bitch about the refs in his post game presser, and and he'll get fined. I was little, I was screaming at the TV, and my wife was yelling at me. Um, but I'm like, you know, this motherfucker. But I'm like, I'm like, I'm like Tom. I'm like Tomlin will get fined. We lose draft picks when Tomlin does stupid shit, and and no, nothing like the refs can botch whatever calls they want that Ray Ray McLeod catch that, you know, when Gene Steratore comes on and there's like, there's no way they can possibly overturn this. And then they come on and overturn it. Yeah. It's like, how, how are you, I mean, the, the, the calls that get overturned, I mean, it's, it's inexcusable. I don't know how, I mean, like I, I'd never, I mean, obviously the NBA has been fixed for years. We all know that like no, nobody disputes that, but like until the past couple of years, like 
I would have denied that about the NFL, but it is like some some of these officiating calls are just so bad nowadays and so inexcusable. And there's never any repercussions for the ref. You know, like if a player like you know Aaron Rodgers freaking gets fined for misleading his COVID status, but that's his health. Inf- like, why does he, he doesn't have to disclose his health information? And then freaking the refs can do whatever they want, blow whatever calls they want. There's never repercussions for the ref. Like the NFL is just. And then, and then they wonder why viewership is down. I don't get it. I'll get off my soapbox here. Well, this episode went from being short and sweet to uh, <laughs> it's regular, almost an hour. <laughs> um, yeah, you had to get that off my chest. We we record the intro last here, and uh, we have a good show for you today. It was short and sweet. The rest of it's short and sweet. Uh, pretty pretty compact, tight, and we. We do all the usual picks, and you might be surprised. Um, uh, our our locks of the week here, Danny and I have conflicting locks of the week, and I've been notoriously bad at them. But this is the week it get the, the script gets flipped, bitch. Uh, all right, let's get into the segments. All right, let's dip our toe into the NFL injury news, and to start us off, we have Aaron Rodgers. Pinky toe fracture. It took us a minute to figure out which toe he broke. Um, any of the four toes that isn't the big toe usually requires a little less rest, uh, heals a little faster because it's not responsible for weight bearing or your balance, where it, which is what the big toe does. The rest of the toes are just there for show, really. But I'm sure it still hurts to push off of, especially when you're running and cutting and and using it to pass, to to push off that foot to throw a pass. So, you know, he's probably not going to practice all week, which would give him about three weeks off, which is what um, the science kind of calls for. And so I think he'll be he'll be good to go, and, and they're playing the Bears. So does he really need to practice? Um, probably not. He's probably going to be just fine. Danny, what do you got on the Packers? Yeah, I think Rodgers will be fine. I'm not worried about it. It's just going to be a pain management thing at this point. Um, but the Packers are are getting potentially getting three uh, Pro Bowlers from last year back off the IR. Maybe not this week, but uh, hopefully within that within that three week window. So nobody's going to want to play the Packers down the stretch. Uh, David Bakhtiari hasn't played yet this year, coming off that knee injury, but should be coming back soon. Then you got uh, Zadarius Smith and Jair Alexander who are going to bolster that defense. So Packers are are already looking really good, and they're going to get even more loaded here soon. Then we'll go to uh, next. Last week we we nailed this, uh, talking about Miles Sanders. He's finally getting some touches, putting up some numbers. Um, unfortunately in slop time at the end of the game, I'm not sure why he was still running the ball then, but, uh, came down on that ankle that has already been bugging him, um, re-injured it, looked bad live, looked like he was in a lot of pain, but he said, uh, post game, he said he'd be ready for the next, next game. Philly is on a bye this week, so he has, he'll have two weeks of rest. Um, hopefully, hopefully he'll get back out there. He's been looking good since he's been back playing. Steve, you got another running back injury to update us on?
the fuck is what's going on? Do we fuck up again? Oh shit, my mic was on mute. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, cut the cut the silence. Cut, the, cut the awkward start. silence, yeah. Mark mark the time. Cut that. Yeah, so we have a couple Raiders. Kenyon Drake, he got tackled and unfortunately broke his ankle. And what happened was the defender grabbed him around the back of both shoulders, pulled him down backwards, and then the defender landed on the ankle while he was pulling him backwards. So his weight and the defender's weight both landed on that foot, planted in the ground. And Kenyon Drake is saying... You know, he tweeted a video of his injury and he says the this should be considered a horse collar tackle where the defender pulls pull uses his body weight to pull me backwards to land on like, you know, my lower extremities as well. It is it is somewhat of a dangerous play. And this he said this is the second straight season he's gotten injured by the same exact tackle. So he is making a pretty good point. I think it'd be another very hard thing to to determine what is and what isn't a penalty there. But, uh, you know, I don't know what to say about it being a penalty or not, but I do think um, something should should probably change in, in how uh, at least tackles are being taught from behind. I think, you know, drive the person to the side or – something but but definitely landing landing backwards like that go watch the the video on Kenyon drake's twitter to see what we're talking about sucks for him and then also on that offense darren waller we we talked about him last week you know he's still week to week probably would will we'll play i'm guessing against the chiefs that's something to look at over the weekend i think if he plays they game plan for him he he gets his touches and they definitely this is pretty much must win for the uh Raiders for them to keep their playoff hopes alive. So I'd expect him to play and get some touches, but again, he hasn't been that great this year. We'll see, we'll see what he does. And uh we'll go we'll go we'll kick it back to Danny for Julio. Yeah, I do want to touch on that Kenyon Drake. Uh you know, what he tweeted and all that before we move on to Julio. But, uh, I mean, I do I do agree with what he's saying, but I don't think this specific tackle was an example of that. Um, I do think the, you know, the when the defenders got you up high, whether they have you on the horse collar or not, when you're pulling, it, I mean, it does happen a lot when the, when the defender's dragging you back and puts his weight onto your legs. I mean, that's a, a frequent way to end up with these ankle injuries, lower leg injuries, high ankle sprains, those kind of things. But if you watch the whole video of the tackle, I mean, this the, the defender, it's just basically a collision, and the defender kind of wraps around. He doesn't necessarily have him up high in that horse collar area. So I, it's a tough break for Drake. I, say, I see what he's saying. I just don't think that that is an incidence of that. Um, but going on to Julio Jones, they opened up his practice window, uh, which means he has... 21 days to be activated. Um, they need him back. So hopefully, you know, Tennessee's, they, they've beaten Indy, but they swept Indy, so they do have that tiebreaker. Um, but they need to start getting some people back and get back in the win column because Indy's looking good and sneaking up on them. For sure. And Derek Henry 
Uh, Adam Schefter reported he's unlikely to play before January, before uh, he won't play in 2021 is basically what he's been told. So that could mean the last uh, game of the season, the last two games of the season, I believe. I believe there's, yeah, there's two games in January. So it's going to come down to do the playoffs start for the Titans before the regular season's over. Are they going to have to be fighting for a spot or uh, positioning? Um, we'll, we'll see. I don't, I don't think he'll come back for even week 17. I think it's going to be more like that very last week, which for fantasy purposes, you're, you're going to be done with your leagues anyway. So if you have, have Derrick Henry as a contrarian play to maybe give you a playoff push. I think it'd be about time to just drop Derrick Henry off because he's definitely not playing the, the next uh, three games. Point, at least. I don't know. I and think it might be that, worth holding on to just in case he does, you know, say you get to the championship and Derrick Henry's activated, then your running backs aren't that strong. So, I mean, if you if you don't need your bench depth, I don't mind. I mean, I would I would still hold on to him unless I, you know, unless my team was in really messed up situation where I have a bunch of injuries. But if you have a bunch of injuries, you're probably not getting to that championship game anyways. So, I don't, I mean, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> fuck it all <laughs> yeah that's how i feel about our league i was in first place for at least the first half of the season and now i might not make the playoffs uh i digress marlon humphrey for the ravens out for the season with a peck injury a partially torn peck um you know that's a huge blow to that defense he was hurt Earlier in the year, I believe in the summer, uh, Marlon was. And, yeah, the, I don't see them recovering from this. It's too late in the season to really pick pick any guys up at uh, defensive back position. It's tough to find those guys and then get them adapted into your system. So it's got to be a practice got squad guy stepping up, basically, for them. And, and that definitely hurts because teams are – gonna pass on them and then they can only run the ball themselves the Ravens so they're uh they're not looking like a very dynamic team right now trying to make a playoff run um they they lost to the Steelers even though they probably should have won like that that play was there but like I said all season like Lamar cannot throw the ball and he hasn't been he's been proving me right um do you got anything on the Ravens or the Steelers? Just a huge loss for the Ravens here. They continue to just be decimated this year. I've been saying all season long this team is fluke. They they keep squeaking out wins somehow. Um, but as you can see, they lost to the uh, the dog shit Steelers team. And even though the, even though Pittsburgh tried their hardest to blow it at the end, and just the Baltimore is one of them teams that like that. 
that TJ Watt sack, strip sack in the in the very end, and when that ball bounces seven hundred yards and rolls out of bounds, like of course that ball rolls out of bounds. Like there was no Raven in hopes of recovering it. Baltimore is just that that fluke team that the ball always bounces their way somehow. Um, TJ Watt making play after play, and really kind of containing Lamar that two point conversion. Oh yeah, Watt just he got his arms the out there, and I mean. The play was there. Lamar just can't throw, and that's the, that's the thing with Lamar is Lamar Jackson's such a dynamic athlete that he can he can win you a game at any given time. But when he is contained and he's forced to throw the ball, I mean, you've seen the you know when his when his team is as banged up as he is, he's kind of willing them to to they give one eight games. Most of them they don't deserve, but at the same time, when he's forced to make throws, he he is not a good enough thrower. He's not an accurate enough thrower. And you have an easy, you know, dump off pass to the tight end, and he he misses it. If that's if that's if if that's anywhere near, I mean, obviously Andrews still could have caught it, but if that's anywhere on target, Baltimore wins, and that's that's a a five yard throw. Yeah, TJ single handedly kept them under three touchdowns, just about. Um, but all right, let's move on to heating pad or ice pack. We got a short list today. I had one of the one of the players on our list is on a bye, so <laughs> we did a great job preparing for this episode. First up, we have Elijah Mitchell. He's in concussion protocol. I'd imagine he's playing Sunday, and I would imagine that he's going to get a pretty good share of the touches against this Bengals unit that is susceptible to to the run, um, especially to good run teams. And the 49ers definitely fit that bill. So, you know, heating pad on Elijah Mitchell if he plays. What do you got? I'm a heating pad here as well. Elijah Mitchell having a great season and none of their other running backs are uh, producing at all, um, especially with Debo banged up who prior to Debo's injury was Debo started getting a lot of carries. So really this offense is running through Elijah Mitchell. So if he clears concussion protocol, I'm a, I'm a heating pad here. Yeah. Easy one. And an easy next one here. Debo Samuel also on the 49ers. He is quote hopeful to play by the coaching staff. If obviously if he is active, it's it's not a Daryl Henderson situation like last week where we said if he's activated, he's probably not getting touches. We we were pretty right on that one. In this case, Debo Debo is a huge part of this offense. They're gonna either rest him to keep him off the field, or they're putting him on the field to play football and to make plays for that team. So Debo easy heating pad do you agree i if you have debo on your your fantasy teams and he's active obviously you have to play him he's just been balling this year um daily fantasy i wouldn't he i wouldn't spend the money to get him i would uh you know i don't think he'll be 100 percent if he does play. i think he plays especially with uh san francisco losing last week um six and six they really need to you know the season's on the line right now so i think if debo is 70 80% he will play but I, I think he'll only probably be that 70 80% so I wouldn't I wouldn't get him in your daily fantasy but for your for your season fantasy teams obviously I'm a heating pad 
Yeah. And next quarterback for the Giants. Who's the quarterback for the Giants? No one knows because uh, what's his face? Daniel Jones, his neck still strained, still hurting. Um, Mike Glennon is now hurt. And and now it might be Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm might get an NFL start with after being picked up off of a practice squad, right? He got picked up off the Bills practice squad, I believe. Yep. Um, so quarterbacks, actually, quarterbacks this year in their who have come in off of the bench and made their first start have been doing pretty well this year. But Mike Glennon, you know, broke that streak or that trend by not covering either. I don't think Jake Fromm is going to come in off of the Bills practice squad and run a completely different type of offense with the Giants and um, and play well against this Chargers team that's fighting for a playoff spot. So stay clear of that whole Giants offense again this week outside of, um, obviously, if you have Saquon in seasonal, uh, play him and and Evan Ingram's been actually doing pretty well for very cheap on on uh daily fantasy. So those are the only two guys I would even sniff. Uh any did anything on the Giants? Yeah, I uh I'm real excited for this for this Jake Fromm thing. Um I'm excited that he's finally getting a chance or you know, hopefully he gets the chance. I don't I mean at this point the Giants season is over. One of the most disappointing teams probably the most disappointing team in my opinion. Um, I thought they'd be a lot better this year. Um, yeah, like Steve touched on, Daniel Jones looks like he saw a neck specialist, and now they're saying already he's unlikely to play this Sunday. Wouldn't be surprised if he misses extended time now. I mean, this is your your team's banged up. Your quarterback's getting banged up. If they still think he's going to be their guy, what's the point? Season's over. Um, might as well see what you got in Jake Fromm. He was... Uh, you know, he kind of struggled his last year at Georgia. Prior to that, they were talking about a potential first-rounder. Um, this guy slipped to the fifth round, was on a practice squad. I mean, he's still got a lot of potential. I'm excited to see what he can do for a heating pad ice pack standpoint. I'm a huge ice pack. Don't touch it. It's not going to be – he's not going to put it be, do good in fantasy. But as far as the, you know, the football fan in me, I'm really excited for it. Hopefully he can kind of re- use this to resurrect a career. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. And, you know, finally, they're on a bye. The Eagles are on a bye. But uh, just to touch on Jalen Hurts, probably should have just put this in the injury news. He's uh, Sirianni said he's going to be the starter um, if and when he's healthy. And he appears like he's going to be healthy after this bye week. So no more Minchu. it looks like. Um, you know, I don't know what the Eagles are trying to prove or or do that i i think they want to try to make the playoffs which they could that there's still a possibility of that so i guess you know they're they're going with the guy who's got them this far and really um Minshew only beat the jets which you know isn't the most impressive thing in the world it's it's something that freaking mason rudolph didn't do uh so yeah, I would I would love to have Gardner Minshew on the freaking Steelers next year. Um, what what do you got? Anything on the Eagles quarterbacks? 
Yeah, they said they're rolling with Wentz. Not Wentz, jeez. I'm going to give him a year behind. They're rolling with Hurts when he's, when he's healthy. Um, I said in one of the very first podcasts this year when they made that Minshew trade, um, it's, it's tough that these guys are battling out for a spot because they're two guys that, like, everybody just loves to root for. I love Jalen Hurts. want him to do well. I just don't think – I mean, he's not your franchise quarterback. He's not a good enough passer. Um, struggling in the passing game this year, he is doing well running the ball. But I, I don't think he's the long-term answer at quarterback for Philly. Minshew played great. He's when when Minshew's not supposed to be the starter, he lights it up. So I don't know what Philly. I don't know the. I don't know why you would force Hurts out there. So if he's not a hundred percent, I hope they just roll with Minshew. At least you know beef up his trade value or something. But uh, I don't think any of these guys are are Philly's long term future. So whoever's in there, ice pack for fantasy wise. <laughs> Well, but, we'll we'll get to that next well, week. Yeah, next week. Stay tuned <laughs> next week to see if, see what our opinion is on it. Oh, okay. So let's get into the segments. Now it's time for everyone's favorite segment, the soccer draw of the week. I uh, should have known that the two teams in which I couldn't pronounce and couldn't figure out how Google Translate works when trying to pronounce them on the show. Uh, that was a 3-1 game, uh, total total loss, not even close to a draw. But this week, I'm going the MLS Cup Final. It's the Portland Timbers versus New York City FC. That is a plus 210 tie on FanDuel. There will be some extra time, some, some free football there on Saturday for you because it's only that and the Army-Navy game on. So. Uh, enjoy your Saturdays, um, your your nice winter Saturday here doing something else. Uh, what do you got for, for your draw? Almost hit mine last week, 2-2 late in the game, but uh, late goal screwed me over. But this week I'm going to La Liga, going to Spain. We got the, we got the Madrid game, uh, Atletico Madrid, Madrid and Real Madrid. Why not? 1-1 draw in Madrid. Yeah, why not? What's our next segment? So we're going to switch it up slightly this week. We got the LGBTQIA plus injury of the week. Our boy Carl Nassib, inactive last week, still uh, still nursing that knee sprain. He's working really, really hard in, re- in rehab, I imagine, trying to get back out there. Hopefully he gets out there this week. LGBTQIA plus injury of the week, Carl Nassib. Nice. Uh, best of luck to you, Carl. And now for the tight end guru segment, which was absolutely fire last week. Three three picks. All three guys scored touchdowns. All three guys did uh, exceptionally well. They all had the little fire fire symbol next to their name on DraftKings. And so uh, this week, I like Dawson Knox at Tampa Bay. Five uh, K on DraftKings. Uh, he's definitely a high-targeted guy in that offense. Same with Gerald Everett, who is only $3,500. I think he's, uh, you know, last week he got six targets. Um, not many yards, but he's getting targets in PPR. That's that's what counts is he's getting targets and catches. 
So I think Russ will feel safe with him. And at the same exact price point, Evan Ingram, um, like we talked about, who who the hell is playing quarterback for the Giants? We don't know. The one person on that offense who has been somewhat consistent over the last month, it has been Evan Ingram. Nice, easy, big target to to check down to or throw a throw a short pass to. I don't hate the Browns tight ends either, but with they split with Hooper and Njoku, so it's that's kind of tough. Uh, but if you have one of those guys on your bench, I I maybe maybe start them as a little contrarian play for your league to try to make a playoff push here. So that brings us to the greasy gambling picks. I had a pretty pretty decent week, two and one. I hated my lock. I hated that Raiders pick. Uh, I wish I went with the Cardinals. That was what my gut said, and I switched to the Raiders. It happens. Um, Danny, how'd you do? We're not going to talk about last week. We're on to this week, but uh, I blame that uh, that weather in the Buffalo game. I think that's what cost me the pick. But uh, but yeah, didn't didn't do so good. Went on that run, got got to within within a game of Steve, and then hung a zero and three week on you. So coming back this week though, these are all locks. Yeah, Jimmy and I are tied at nineteen and twenty on the season. Um, my locks are dog shit and. Mr. 3-0, and Jimmy, why don't you kick us off again this week? Oh, and uh, sorry, by, by the way, uh, Miss, uh, the Tooth Fairy's picks went 2-1. and one. She missed her lock as the uh, Giants, which was absolutely disgusting, and we basically told her every reason why sh- you shouldn't pick the Giants. The quarterback's freaking out. Um, and then Josh... Uh, Hit his lock with the Dolphins against the Giants. Packers Super Bowl champions is still to be determined. And then he did a, <laughs> and then he did a um, a three team parlay in which two of the three teams, um, Georgia got freaking smoked. I I I had them in quite a few parlays over the weekend as well. So I'm I I understand Josh. I did the same exact thing. Uh, yeah, in the challenge this week was to put uh, ice on your nipples. We didn't think about that with the Tooth Fairy um, having having made a pick and missed her luck. So um, you know what? Uh, do it or not, Tooth Fairy. We, we don't do any of the fucking challenges either. So it doesn't really matter at this point. It's all, it's all a farce. Uh, and we still need to think of a challenge for this week. Um, I need to go back and I really do need to make a list of of all the things I need to do. I know I got to chug a beer and uh, it's for, it's for, uh, that's for another day. Um, all right, Jimmy, Mr. Three and O kick, kick us off with this week's picks. Yeah, really nice way to really fuck me there. Just leading in with the three and O making me go first. So now I'm just set up to go. Oh, and three this week <laughs> for sure. Uh, Danny, how's that feel? Uh, no, I'll just I'll just make my picks. Uh, I'm gonna start with uh, keep it short, sweet Dallas minus three. Uh, we all have a pick on this game. They're um, minus four. They were three when I. Yeah, they're they're for sure minus four. That's why Jimmy's that's why Jimmy's ahead yeah. of me. He always tries okay, to shave well, points. I'll go four. It's all good. 
I'll take oh wrong one. I'll take a minus four. And then we all have a pick on the Buffalo on the Browns Baltimore game. The fact that the Browns are getting are favorited right now is just ridiculous. So to switch it up a little bit, I don't need no stinking points and I'll take the uh money line for Baltimore. And then my uh, lock is going to be Tampa minus three at home against the Bills. Yeah. Uh, hey, it does. It We're seems dying, like motherfucker. He, it seems like you're either gonna go three and zero or zero and three. Exactly. Um, yeah. I'll I'll go next. I middle of the road here. I'll go next. Uh, I took two overs. Raiders Chiefs over forty seven and a half. Uh, Chiefs defense is actually starting to look pretty sharp, tightening up. But um, divisional game here. These two teams know each other pretty well. I I I do like the over. I think um, that deep ball. The Raiders still still can do the deep ball there with. Um, well, hopefully Waller plays for this over. I think that would make a big difference. Um, if not, the Chiefs the Chiefs could score thirty on their own. It could be a thirty um, twenty game uh 35 i don't uh, i'm gonna quit talking about it my other over the rams and cardinals in monday night football over 51 and a half that's just a fun over pick uh getting ahead of it i think that probably goes up a point a lot of a lot of public money a lot of chalk money on that over cardinals defense is playing pretty well but both of those offenses can just score a touchdown in an instant so I, I like that to happen. And then my lock of the week is the Cleveland Browns minus two and a half. The line opened up at one point. It's already up to two and a half. The I think the the Pittsburgh Steelers last year, red hot. Um, and then December hit and they turned to shit. This year, the Ravens. Pretty hot. Uh, won a bunch of games they weren't supposed to, and now the Steelers uh, took their soul, and they are going to have a very rough December here. And obviously, no Marlon Humphrey. Uh, Lamar is looking like dog shit. The Browns off of a bye have a little extra time to prepare, rested, um, and they've only had to focus on this team for three weeks now. So three and a half weeks, really. Um, I just. My gut just says Browns, 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 Browns. So that's all I have to say about it. Danny, what are your picks? All right. I got some good ones for you. Uh, Saturday, Steve mentioned it earlier. One of my favorite sporting events of the year. Pageantry and the passion that goes into this game. We got the Army-Navy game. Um... I really wanted to take Army minus seven and a half. They're the far superior team this year, but uh, Army's pretty good this year. Uh, but somehow, even when this game is lopsided, it usually ends up close. So scared away from that. But I do like over 34. Obviously, 34 is a very low number. Not for this game. It's usually low scoring. But for this year, I think uh, Army themselves are averaging 35 right now. 
um, you know, 21, 14 puts you, puts you over that. So I'm, I'm going to say over 34. It is supposed to be weather's in like the 60s, almost 70 Saturday. It is supposed to rain, but it's not. A lot of times this game is played in snow. So, you know, good enough weather to, con- to contribute to some, some higher scoring. So I really like that over 34. Last year they combined for 15, though, so we'll see how that goes. Um, I got Buffalo plus three. Buffalo screwed me last week, which I attribute to the weather. But Buffalo, I still like Buffalo out of the AFC, but now they're seven and five. They're sitting at that seven seed right now. Um, they're desperate. So they, you know, they got to figure something out. I like them to at least keep the game close with Tampa. I think this game could go either way. I like Buffalo to cover that three. And then my lock of the week. We've all picked this in some capacity. Um, I do like the way the way Steve put it. I've I've been saying all year Baltimore is fluke, but Cleveland just does not beat Baltimore, especially when Baltimore is ahead of Pittsburgh. Cleveland never beats Baltimore. Um, Baltimore plus two and a half. I don't even with all the injuries you I, in Cleveland. I would say maybe a a pick 'em. I'd still think Baltimore maybe minus one, minus two. So I like Baltimore with the points. Um, but I, I, I won't be mad if I miss this lock, but I, but I think, you know, just from the logistical standpoint, Baltimore has beaten Cleveland four straight. Cleveland is just in disarray. Baltimore is, uh, are they though? I think Cleveland's, uh, gotten, gotten, uh, the bad media rap a little, a little bit too hard. I think they're they were playing okay football there, and they missed their two best running backs. They are missing um, that lineman. Uh, I forget his name. Conklin um, and uh, Treader both got hurt, right? Yeah, but they, yeah, two, they, they, two of the linemen got hurt. I mean, Cleveland's yeah. got a lot of injuries too, and they are just bad. I mean, Cleveland is Cleveland is bad. And Baltimore, yeah. I mean, Baltimore played the worst they possibly could have played the week before Pittsburgh, like that Cleveland game, Lamar throws four pit, like Baltimore did everything they could to give away that game. And Cleveland scored 10 points. Cleveland's got a pretty good defensive line. Baltimore is now last in the league in sacks allowed. My, my rationale, Baltimore cannot play worse than they did two weeks ago against Cleveland. And they still won that game. So if they play better, than what they did. I mean, I I don't see Cleveland winning this game. I'm not going to be mad if they do, because then Pittsburgh somehow still has an outside shot at the division, especially I, one one game, another the fourth game on my list, I really wanted to take uh, San Francisco plus one at Cincy, but I was scared. I don't know. It's too early with the Debo Samuel. If Debo Samuel plays, I like San Francisco to cover. So, I mean, it would, it would be best case scenario for Pittsburgh this week, obviously, if, uh, yeah, Cleveland, Cleveland, and the and the Niners win. Well, mm. we'll see what happens with them Thursday night. <laughs> well, I mean, you got I mean, we didn't touch on these injuries because they're playing the Thursday night game, but Thielen's not going to play. Dalvin Cook's probably not going to play. I mean, Pittsburgh's got it. You got to win this Dalvin game. You, you have to. You have to win this game. Yeah, it's winnable. We well, in, this all sets up perfectly because the Steelers will will give you hope. Into into week 17, 18. They will give you hope every year and then they will rip your fucking guts out. Yes. Um, Pittsburgh's the ultimate blue balls team. 
I have to keep to, and it's, it's like clockwork. It's a pendulum. I, I tell myself, I'm not going to get excited. I don't think this team's making the playoffs. And then everything we just talked about will happen this week. And you will hear me on this next week saying Steelers can make the playoffs. I think it can happen. And then, and then it, (laughs) and then I'm in this, it's, it's, uh, I'm as predictable as, um, you know, piss making sand wet. Um, all this right. Is the, I, this is the worst Pittsburgh team of the past decade. They've done nothing but underachieve for a decade. They've won a playoff game in two out of the past ten seasons with some great teams, with some Super Bowl contending teams. This team is banged up and not that good to begin with, especially on offense. Defense is good in theory, but they can't stop anybody because they're so banged up. Somehow, some way, this is going to be the team that Mike Tomlin wins a playoff game with. I don't, I, it doesn't make sense, but watch it happen. Yeah, don't, don't tell me that. Um, all right. I think a little shorter episode today. I think that about covers it. And enjoy the weekend. Good luck to everybody out there making picks, doing fantasy. And above all, the healthy America.